Hello and welcome to Who's He, the Doctor Who podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll be taking a look back at the Doctor Who Christmas special of 2010, A Christmas Carol, uh, which we selected last week because it was all snowy and Christmassy this time last week. And now all the snow's gone. (laughs) And it's beginning to warm up again. (laughs) So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, nice and seasonal for everybody. Uh, But before we um, crack on with the news this week, uh, we had a little bit of feedback, didn't we? Yes. And it was to um, basically answer my a little query about ne- never hearing of a-, a town called Rochford in Essex. And um, Ian Kirk, who's who's contacted us before at the show, hello Ian, um, he sent us just a quick message saying, and he took this straight from Wikipedia, uh, Rochford is a small town in the Rochford district of Essex in the east of England. It is sited about 43 miles or for those of you who don't work in uh, in that measurement, it's 69.2 kilometres from central London. So there we go. There you go. Thank yeah. you, Ian. It wasn't made up then. <laughs> Maybe he lives there. Who knows? Who knows? So that's it. Thank you for putting our minds at Well, my mind at rest, anyway. I don't think you were too bothered, were you, Paul? Not really. No. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, let's crack on with the news then. Um, first up, some... Merchandise news, or as we like to call it on, on this show, Doctor Who tat news. Um, now, you may not call this tat, uh, to be honest. There's a few more sort of uh, figure sets coming out. Uh, now, the other week we mentioned the Seas of Doom one, which is out on the 2nd of April. Uh, just to tip you the wink, on the 24th of February, um, Attack of the Cybermen sort of box, uh, sort of figure box set is released, which contains a Perry action figure. And a rogue Cyberman action figure um, with comes complete with a cyber gun accessory and a detachable faceplate. Which, looking at the picture on here, it seems to show like a little skull thing underneath, which I don't exactly remember being in the Attack of the Cybermen. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. Yeah. Oh, no. no. So, um, as usual, this is a Forbidden Planet exclusive, and you can get this for the. The princely sum of £26.99, mm. which seems a lot of money for two figures. However, you ain't seen nothing yet, because the next one is a Remembrance of the Daleks action figure uh, set. Um, now, this one, to my mind, is a bit of a rip-off. Um, you've, got, you've got half an exploded Dalek with, a, with like a, a claw thing coming out of, the, out of its remains... And then you've got the Emperor Dalek, which, as we all know, was Davros. Um, and the picture here, the the big dome is pulled back. You can see Davros inside it. Um, I'm just thinking your line as to what's a rip-off and not is drawn in a very funny place as far as... Well, well, no, well, no, you haven't seen the price of this one yet. For half a Dalek and a little Davros thing, £29.99. Yeah, but... yeah. I th- sorry. I think that is way, way too expensive for for what that is. It's not even a full Dalek, for God's sake. <laughs> it's half a Dalek and a claw. So, <laughs> but again, that is another Forbidden Planet exclusive. Mm. But anyway, we've we've got some even better tat than that, though, haven't we? <laughs> what, personally, or just personally, just yeah. Fun? No, coming up right now, we have um, a Doctor Who Tardis teapot. Um, again, which can be bought through Forbidden Planet. Uh, yeah, basically, it's just a 
TARDIS with a spout and a handle on it. Um, you can purchase that for or the pre-order price of £21.99, um, which does seem that's... Uh, apparently that's sort of expected at their warehouses, so it says here, on the 2nd of May. That does seem a lot of money for a teapot. It must... Mm. And then the I couldn't uh, tea, so I couldn't really. Tell. You couldn't really say, could you? I, I well, have no idea. On this the one price. might. This one I have might... no idea on the price of a tea. <laughs> well, this one might be for you though. It's a ceramic Tardis money box. Ah, uh-huh. ah, now you see. Now, this one's available on the nineteenth of March, and you can purchase this at the pre-order price of thirteen pounds and ninety-nine p. All right, you can start off with started off with the penny change you get. From exactly. That. There you go. So that's something for something for everyone there, I feel. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, OK, let's get on to some um, real news. Um, <laughs> now, um, as some other people might say, talking of rip-offs, the Doctor Who uh, convention, uh, which, we are, which we are going to uh, next month... Christ, that's you, you can put your pound change from £100. Yes. Or money box. Yes. <laughs> I was like, this has come around quick, hasn't it? Yeah. I can't believe I say it's next month we're going to it. Yeah. Um, yes, the what, the what we forgot to mention last week. There was um, another guest added to um, to the roster, and that was Mark Shepard, uh, who you know from the Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon as Canton Everett Devilware the Third. Um, he will also be there on the twenty fourth and the twenty fifth of March. And then this week, it's been announced that Toby Haynes will also uh, be joining the roster of guests. Um, of those of you who don't know, he directed the Pandora Opens and the Big Bang, which is the uh, two-part finale, which we've just finished reviewing on this very show. Um, he's also done The Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon and A Christmas Carol, which we will be reviewing today. Yes. So that's tied in quite nicely for us, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> very. Snow may be gone, but we're trying to make this topical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we've lost the snow angle now, haven't we? Yes. <laughs> Oh, right. Okay, now, um, also come up during the week, two writers have been uh, confirmed for Series 7 of Doctor Who. Now, uh, Toby Whithouse is coming back, um, and also, and I'm sorry to say, people, my least favourite writer of Doctor Who, uh, Chris Chibnall, is also returning. Um, Yeah, I, I just hope he... Delivers something a little bit better than his previous. I previous efforts. Pulls his finger out. <laughs> well, I hope he does pull his pull his bloody finger out. Actually, um, now also two. Now I can't quite understand. It says two unconfirmed writers um, for the next series, which says Mark Gatiss and John Fay. Now Mark Gatiss already said he's writing something, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, I think I think it's not been officially confirmed, but they've basically spoken about how they're writing for the seventh series so I think unless they're going to be their script's going to be rejected um, I think we can safely say they are but... yeah exactly well the other one John Fay um, who you may not know he's never actually written for Doctor Who before uh, but he has actually written for Torchwood uh, in particular uh, Children of Earth Hooray and Miracle Day Boo so um, let, let's see what he uh if he uh, ends up being a confirmed writer, I hope he pulls something out of the bag that's comparable, you know, comparable to uh, Children of Earth rather than Miracle Day. But then again, there's a lot of people who, dis- who would disagree with me on that one. You being one of them. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, 
you quite... certainly don't think there's any arguments on Children of Earth. So no, but you you did like quite a lot of Miracle Day, didn't you? So it was... I, yeah, I like bits. I liked it as a as a as a as a romp through. But yeah, not... but yeah, as, 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 as we all know, it's well documented. I was extremely critical of uh, of that show. Um, and finally, um, the first director for Series Seven has been confirmed or named, I should say. Um, his name is Saul Metstein, or Metstein, not quite uh, sure how to, so I thought I'd cover all bases there. Um, now, he's actually... Now, did you see that uh, Micromen, BBC4 yes. um, thing about Clive Sinclair? And, yeah. And the ZX... About, you know, for those who don't know, Clive Sinclair was the uh, inventor of the ZX Spectrum, uh, which is what the boom of the um, home computer... A thing in the 80s, uh, who then spectacularly nosedived when he brought out the Sinclair C5, uh, which was his mode of transport for the future, and it was anything but really, wasn't it? For those of you who can remember. Um, yeah, so that was that was rather good actually, so he's been confirmed. He's also directed something called Late Night Shopping, I don't know what that is, do you? No. No. And the new version of Upstairs Downstairs. Right. Um, so, um, yes, so there we go. So, and, so he's already in Wales then. Oh yes, <laughs> he's already there. Um, it also says that the um, they'll start filming at the BBC Roth Lock Studios in Cardiff, uh, which officially open next month. Yeah, though I actually thought they'd actually started filming last week, didn't they? No, I think it's the, is it the twentieth. Is it the twentieth? They start. Oh well. So it go. depends on when you listen to this podcast. You listen to this podcast during the twentieth to the twenty seventh. Yes. And yes, it was last. It week. was last week. Yes. <laughs> but, um, no, I think it's the twentieth, isn't it? Twentieth of February. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, yeah, yeah. So uh, there we go. So unless you have you got any um, other little? Because we haven't done this in a long time. Have you, have you got any sort of news you've picked up in tenuous Doctor Who news? No. No. Oh, no, it's bad because you're mentioning it all as the main news. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, once, once we're starting to mention teapots as our third item, <laughs> then it's really there's not much left, is there? Oh, not really. Well, I suppose someone's interested in it, aren't they? I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Never mind. Never mind. Um, well, of course, I say because we're, we're getting sort of quite exciting now because as we said earlier next month is the big Doctor Who convention but um, for a lot of other people uh, I think it's next weekend's uh, galley isn't it yeah I think so yeah. I think it's next weekend yeah which we're not going to um, uh, otherwise we'd know yes oh yes oh yes <laughs> um, yeah so I think that that's a big one and there's quite a few um, sort of podcasts will be attending that one um, so uh, you know just keep a Keep a look out if if you subscribe to any other podcasts, you'll be more, more than likely there'll be uh, you'll get some reports back from that particular convention. It does sound rather good, actually. Um, yeah. It always does sound like a rather good, rather good time is had by all. Um, it's, it's not because we don't want to go; it's more just time pressures, isn't it? Really, time pressures, and um, I, I was going to say costs, but I don't think compared to <laughs> this, yeah. this jaunt to Cardiff, I don't think cost no. comes into it really, does it? No, so no. That's it. So, uh, well, yeah, because it seems to be quite a popular time. You had the SFX Weekender um, last week. Um, now, sort of friends to the friends to the show, uh, Farrell's Project and the Bad Wolf Podcast, they did a rather um, good interview with Eve Miles. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, I really do recommend you listen to it because she is really, really good 
in interviews. She seems to be up for you know up for any question that was thrown at her. So you know she was really 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 good. Um, and also um, the Impossible podcast they show or aired the Brian Blessed Q and A um, from last week's SFX Weekender. Um, and I would seriously suggest listening to that because it is Brian Blessed is on top form. He really is on top form. It's not so much a Q&A, it's more like an evening with Brian Blessed. I felt sorry for the guy who was meant to be interviewed. He couldn't get a word in edgeways. It was, I, suspect, it was, I suspect he doesn't mind. I don't think so. I mean, the audience slapped it up. It was, you know, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, so I really would recommend you uh, you listen to them. Um, right, well, that's enough of plugging other people's shows. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to plugging ours. Okay, then. So, um, for... Another week, that was the news. Right, it's time to have another retrospective. And I suppose you could say this is sort of still sort of series five, really, isn't it? Just sort of like the uh, sort of like ended the uh, 2010 series. And yes, we're looking back at a Christmas carol. So finishes off our Matt Smith. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sort of a Matt Smith sort of first series retrospective, really, isn't it? So um, because we were debating whether to do all the Christmas specials as like a special season of of um, reviews, but we thought, well, we must just include it into the. um, We thought we wait until until next Christmas, don't we? And then we suddenly thought we might actually be in the middle of a series. We 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 don't know, do we? So we didn't really want to plan anything at the moment, just in case we. because as I say, um, if there's going to be a series next Christmas, we don't want to miss out on uh, commenting on that, really. No. Um, so rather than stopping and starting <laughs> another retrospective like we have been over the last few months. Yes. <laughs> okay, then. Um, I think you went first last week, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll I'll kick off this time, then. Um, I must admit, when I... When I Watch this again today. I was um, slightly um, anxious. Really, I, I, I was beginning to wonder whether I'd sort of built it up a bit too much in my my mind because I haven't actually watched it um, since since then, uh, since Christmas two thousand and ten. And I must admit, no, I was. I think no, but yeah, because I only watched it today because it's now part of the series six box set, right. Um, and I hadn't bought it in any other previous format or anything like that. Um, and I must, must say, I was, I was, I was, I still rather enjoyed it. Hmm. Actually, I still, I still rather enjoyed it. Now you went, hmm. I, I gather you're, you're not in agreement on that. No, I was just waiting for you to give you your view before. Oh right, okay. Now you just sound like you went to. Hmm. <laughs> it was a bit. It was a bit. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> no, I just thought it was a um, a fantastic. Christmas story, and and I think if you're going to do Christmas Doctor, that's how to do it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Actually, um, I really actually just enjoyed sitting down and watching it today. I did. Whether it had been, you know, sometimes actually with these, you think, oh yeah, I must must watch that because I'm doing. We're going to be talking about it, so yeah, yeah. you do it, and. There was a, almost a bit of that today, actually. I suddenly thought, oh, no, I've got to make time to watch that. Mm. <clears throat> but actually, once it had started, and I was you know, just thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. <laughs> yeah, same. I don't know, it's one of those things I wished I'd sort of watched a bit more often. Yeah. To be honest. Um, 
Well, it's, 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 it's a sort of retrospective. I suppose we, we ought to sort of think back to it when it was shown at, at Christmas Day 2010. Um, I must be honest, I was a little bit... Um, ang- I was anxious again on that day, cause, mainly because of Catherine Jenkins being in it. And let's be honest, she's um, not exactly a tried and tested actress, is she? No. Um, so I was a, a little bit sort of concerned about that. But as it turned out, she was really, really good. I think I was more anxious about the fact, actually, that they were doing, effectively doing a Christmas Carol, and you just thought, how are they going to shoehorn that into the story? It, I, I thought it was very cleverly the done. Fact, the fact, actually, that they just said right from the start, oh, they've done it, the Doctor's done it, um, what's the word I was going to say? I wanted to say knowledgeable then, but it's done purely because he's thought of the idea of doing it as Christmas Carol, rather than well, yeah, because just it, coincidentally everything happening it like Christmas Carol. It yeah, was, it, it was sort of like a light bulb appeared above his head, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. And I'd forgotten about that. I'd forgotten about that little scene with Amy asking, "What? Who's? What's that singing?" You say, "Oh, it's just a Christmas Carol," and then he's, "Oh, yeah. a Christmas Carol," and then that, and I'd totally forgotten about that. And it was, it was such a, a good way of doing it. Um, yeah, especially when you have got is is the perfect vehicle for it, isn't it? Which is is basically a story set in three over three periods mm. the past the present and the future and you've got your main character can travel in time so yeah well at least it was actually um sort of to do with a christmas card of the structure of the story whereas yeah. um this year's one wasn't you know no. it was meant to be sort of evoking the line the witch in the wardrobe but it couldn't be anything further from the truth really I mean, this, this 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 year's was what I feared a Christmas Carol was going to be like. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be images of a Christmas Carol without actually coming out and saying we're doing a Christmas Carol effectively. Yeah, and that's what they did this year, wasn't it? They tried to, they almost tried to do Narnia without actually. Well, the thing is, I think well, that's the thing because I'm not a big fan of Narnia stories at all. I've never read any yeah. of the uh, the books or. Or even seen the films for that matter, um, but a Christmas Carol I am a big fan of. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that story, um, yeah. and I'm a big fan of or certain film adaptations, and especially the Aston Sim version. Sim, yeah, yeah um, that's just. Is, is there another? <laughs> I don't think I there like, is. A, I mean, there's a lot of actors <laughs> have had a crack at it, but um, yeah, I'm oh, sorry, none of them hold a candle to the Aston Sim version. No, they really don't. Um, so yeah, so. I think if you enjoy the the sort of the source material, you're going to be highly sort of quizzical about anyone. Is that what you can say? It's like a homage to it, yeah. Or, or using the the same um, sort of storyline. I suppose you've got to be a little yeah. bit. Well, hang on a minute. You're, you're sort of mess. You are you are messing with the classic there. Yeah. You know. But like you say, I mean, it was it is a story that leads that lends itself to having a time traveller. It does completely. In it completely, so, um, and the way they did that as well with him popping in and out of what the action on the screen and back into the room was, yeah, superb as well. And sort of rewriting his um, his memories, as it were, yeah, or rewriting time, yeah. Um, which we know that the, the, you know David Tennant's Doctor did that with disastrous consequences in uh, Waters of Mars, but um, yeah. This time it worked. Now, there's, there's only one thing I did pick up. I was uh, it's right at the end when the um, 
Michael Gambon meets his younger self and they hug. And again, it goes back to what we were saying last week about the um, the Big Bang. Yeah. With the, we've said with the two sonic screwdrivers sort of arcing when they sort of come into contact with one another. And it didn't happen with the two doctors meeting each other or young Amy and, and older Amy. Yeah. And they're the same with this as well. So this is something they set up and then just sort of, ah, I'm not going to yeah, bother, with, bother mean, with that anymore. And I don't no, mind that because it, it, yeah. it, it was a good scene, that bit at the end. Yeah. Like I said, I don't yeah. mind that. It was the fact, actually, just going back to exactly what we said last week, was the fact that they they they, set, they tried to remind you about it because of the screwdrivers. They yeah. just ignored the screwdrivers bit. would have been absolutely fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, although you, you, I would think you still would have got the... Um, the people out there go, oh, you forgot about the Ublimitation, uh, the, oh, I forgot what it's bloody called there. <laughs> and I'm not going to have a t- attempt at saying. Was it the Blimovich limitation effect, isn't it, or something like that? I don't know. That's close enough. As close well, enough, it? yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not something that crops up in everyday conversation, is it? No. No, so I'm, I'm not likely to remember that. Uh, yeah, but you're always going to get someone who's going to sort of pull you up on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it was, um, I think if they had of kept that in there you would have lost that really really nice little scene at the end when if you're going to find one critical (laughs) (laughs) it's actually the fact of the the fact that controls didn't recognise him anymore yeah yeah I thought isomorphic you're presuming because he's been changed over the course of his life well then that would have started before his father set the controls to yeah, I, I, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't think that isomorphic controls depended on what kind of mood you were in at the time. Yeah, or it would have just they, that they'd have been set as he was, hmm. as, as he changed to, because he'd have changed by the time his father died, probably. Yeah, see Yeah, I, as I say, that's probably the only thing you could possibly yeah. sort of possibly criticise it for. But, oh, it's, it's, but it's such a minor little a thing, thing, isn't it? That's, there is a link between. Same children don't age in, in Christmas specials. <laughs> no, you're right. Because we had the the family, the boy and the girl didn't age in three years between what her the mother rescuing the doctor from the crash landing in this year's last yeah. year's Christmas special, and it seems her sister's children were the same age. Um, rounds. Or were they supposed to be the grandchildren? Now? I think they're supposed to be the grandchildren because you had the the guy at the beginning, yeah, with, with his his. I think it meant to be his son, right? Um, and I think he was supposed to be the little boy when they when they go back and have Christmas dinner with them. Yeah. Now um, I can't remember the actor's name when it was as when he played you know, as the adult uh, grandson, but he, I, I remember he was in uh, London's Burning, right? Um, as a, uh, do, you, do you ever used to watch that? No. Oh no, he played a character called Colin. In right. like, he was a bit of a sort of slow-witted fireman. Um, now, for those of you who don't know at home, London's Burning was a very, very long-running uh, sort of Sunday evening drama about a South London uh, fire station, and it did go on for quite a few years, didn't it? Yeah. Before the uh, the plug got pulled in it, but yeah, that, that that was what I can remember him from anyway. Was uh, was London's Burning, but. Um, Yes. Yeah. Anyway, going back to what you were saying, I think I think he was meant to be the grown-up version of that of that child. But it was the doc- still the, the same the family with. group, wasn't it? <laughs> as such. 
Um, in numbers, I can't remember now. Was there was there a wife at all? There was a wife, but the wife that was there was the Catherine Jenkins' sister. Was that was now like the old lady? Yeah. Um, and then you had her husband, who wasn't there. Yeah. In in the future, so you, I don't know if you assume he's old and infirm, or he, or he passed away, or something. I, I don't know. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so I, th- I think that's what that was anyway. Right. So it was just it just seemed to be exactly the same group of people. But there you go. <laughs> well, I must be honest. The 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 the, um, the kid who was playing the son in the past. Yeah. He did look very, very familiar to the, to the. It might be the same uh, act, a little child actor. I don't know. I can't remember now. Playing the grandson in the future. Yeah, it might have been the same actor. Maybe that's why it's. I got a funny feeling it might have been actually. You looking it up? No, I got. <laughs> I, I thought I could hear some key keyboard clacking going on. No. So. <laughs> no. Oh, never mind. Yeah. So. Um, what did we get up to? I've, we've got lost in this 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 ramble <laughs> about who played what. Um, yeah. Um, no, we was just talking about. Oh, we, we was talking about the scene where the <laughs> this he is meets gold. himself this is a, as a boy. Yeah. Yeah. The same. And oh, how yeah. that was good that he had the connection between the two. Yeah. And whether he'd have changed enough to not be able to use the machine. Yeah, I did see a bit. A bit, a bit of a. A weird one to do that, but I know. As I say, it was, there again, it was just really to get Catherine Jenkins singing, wasn't it? At it the was end? really, um, and it. Just, I don't know if it was. She was actually just sort of um, hired on the basis of her singing voice, or that she thought she had some sort of decent acting chops. Um, fortunately, it worked out, but well on both counts, didn't it? Really? Yeah. So yeah, I was. Uh, Pleasantly surprised. Now, obviously, the, the big the big star of this one is Michael Gambon. Yeah. Um, oh, I, and, and it does ride a lot on on him, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Um, and I think if you're going to have a guest actor that you're going to write, as you say, the story rides on, um, you you can't do worse than Michael Gambon, really, yeah. can you? You really can't. Um, he was just absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, it was sort of good as playing like the like the sort of the the angry uh, Kazan Sardik, and then he just sort of when his memories returned, it just proved what a good actor he was. He just sort of turned it on his on its head. He became like a softer old man, didn't yeah. he? He didn't actually have to speak, did he? For you to know no, what happened? No, not at all. Um, someone said that about. Um, I know we're sort of talking of actors of his of his um, caliber. Someone said the same thing about um, Derek Jacobi. When he was in uh, Utopia, yeah, um, it's when he changed into the Master. He didn't actually say anything to begin with; it was all in his face. And everyone else said that people were saying that you know it was absolutely fantastic that he, one minute he was just like this kind, bewildered or slightly bewildered professor, and then with the blink of an eye, he, he just while just by changing his expression, he was totally evil. Yeah, you know, and I think that that's that's. What Michael Gambon did with this role, as you say, he didn't have to say anything. It was all just done with the facial expression. It was, it was brilliant. Yeah, and just the whole lack of the anger and the not caring and 
Yeah. In it was just well portrayed, wasn't it? It was. I thought it was. I thought it was absolutely fan- outstanding. I really did. Um, now, of course, the other thing that um, it sort of highlighted was, and that's, and that's what they tried to go for again this year. To um, I say it's actually last year now, was it? To uh, to a lesser extent, was um, Matt Smith's sort of time in the role was spent with a child companion again. Yeah, and it worked better in the Christmas Carol, and it didn't work that well. Um, for me, anyway, in uh, the, the the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe, probably because you was following the there was a lot more plot. Well, he, well I think it's it's, um, it's, a, it's a I always think it's quite a a, um, a fine art to trip when you get a child actor involved because they 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 tend to go either very good or they're very bad. There's nothing, nothing yeah. sort of really in between, is there? I'm not saying that the, that the the actors and actresses that are in the widow, uh, sort of the doctor, the widow, and the wardrobe were bad. Um, I just don't think I just don't think they were as good as this um, this kid in Christmas Carol. Yeah, I mean, having said that, though, Matt Smith did have all the the good lines, didn't he? And there were some good lines in this as well. Yes, there was. There was. Um, I can't actually name any of them. I'm hoping you're going to write to the rescue here. Um, just, just the for comedic value, the with the um, the paper, and he was saying, and this shows that I'm a mature, respected adult. And the kid goes, "It's just wavy lines." He goes, "Even lie, even too big." Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. You've got that. You've also got the what does a shark? What what do you what's what do you what's a what do you call something that hasn't got any legs when it's taking a run up? I quite like when I was listing out to whether the shark was going to attack the cupboard again. Yeah, I've forgotten about that bit actually. I did like the thing he was scaring the kid with the face spiders. Yeah, in the cupboard. <laughs> I thought that was quite uh, that was quite good. And he said, "Oh, when the kid out, are there any face spiders?" He said, "Oh no, not this time. Like, they were hiding no, in your mattress." Your mattress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And of course, actually, a lot of people thought that that was going to be re-come back to us with night terrors, didn't they, in the series six? Because it was all about what was lurking in the cupboard. Yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, but has just so far been a throwaway line. Yeah, that's it. Um, I actually do think that would have been a, a, a step too far for Doctor Who. Yeah, baby's heads with spider legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think was actually um, that was lifted from an old Mr. James uh, Christmas Ghost Story. Right. Um, and it was turned into like a like a half hour play um, in the seventies, which oh, it's called something like the Yew Tree or or something like that. And I remember my dad telling me about this um, when I was a kid, and it scared the hell out of me because he said it had these. Um, it was all to do with this this tree outside this um, outside this this house and. Basically, the end of the story ended up with these like babies' heads with spider legs coming out of uh, coming out of the tree and attacking the man in his bedroom, um, and it scared the hell out of me. And then they showed it on BBC Four um, when they used to. They didn't do it this year, unfortunately, but they used to show the um, all the old M.R. James ghost stories that have been dramatised every Christmas. 
And one particular, they showed this, I think it's called the, the yew tree or the ash tree or something like that. Um, and I thought, oh, right, that is, does this live up to my my childhood uh, nightmares? And uh, and it did, actually. It was one of the most unsettling things I've seen as an adult. It really was horrible. Um so I think if you we don't could, like spiders at the best. I, I don't like spiders anyway, but spiders with 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 babies' heads. Sorry, that was um, yeah, that that was pretty gruesome actually. <laughs> I have to look. I have to look that up now. Was it the ash tree or the yew tree? I can't remember. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a bit too much for Doctor Who. <laughs> that was the point I was trying to make. Long, right. long, long rambling diatribe. <laughs> And just actually, then the scenes when you had the not-so-young, when he was not-so-young, when he was into the romantic stage. Yeah. And just the awkwardness of Matt Smith's doctor with him. As in, you know, when he kept going to ask him questions, and it was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> but should you go and comfort a woman when she's crying? No, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And then she's going to kiss me, you know. Well, be plan to be shaky, whatever, and that just because that's what you're going to be you're anyway. Going to be like, so just make it part of the plan. Yeah, that's it. Don't make the same mistake as me and go away and design a new type of screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, that's what I like about Matthew. It's, it's that awkward awkwardness yeah. about him. That's what I liked about him. But um, yeah, it's the ash tree, and- by the way. Right. I just I just looked it up as we were talking. It is the ash tree. There you go. Um, yeah, look it up. Look it up, folks, on uh, YouTube. It must be there somewhere. Um, yeah, there's, that was um, actually going back to what you were saying about the, the shark and everything, which I which I thought the fish and the shark was very well realised. Yeah, actually. Um, but the the whole flying shark thing. When I watched it today, I thought this this has been done somewhere before. And basically, what it um, what it was there was when they relaunched uh, the Eagle comic in what was it nineteen eighty something, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. So what? Well, no, when they did uh, the uh, the Dan Dare uh, cartoon strip, right? They had this character in it. Um, I think it's maybe like a, a, a bounty hunter or something, and he had a flying shark as a pet. Right. Or, or it's like a, like an attack dog thing that he used to have. So, and I was sort of like, oh, I thought, blimey, yeah, that that just reminds me of. I thought, one, I wonder if they actually thought back to that at all—a flying shark from the old Dan Dare comic. Uh, he might have done. Yeah, because there definitely seems to be like an M.R. James reference there, and there may be an Eagle comic reference as well. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, Maybe just remembering his Christmases and putting those in. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, so I've still got the Google search page up at the moment when I typed mm. in the ashtray and I've just seen the IMDB listing there and what I didn't know Lala Ward was in it oh right yeah so there's uh, there's a, there's your Doctor Who connection, connection for you there you are ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes so yeah I, I, again I thought the um, actually another Christmas special it only occurred to me today another Christmas special with limited involvement from Rory and Amy yeah, I mean, I think it's it's almost become a thing that really that the the companions aren't going to be in the Christmas specials. I mean, it's only really been Rose in 
uh, the first one. Well, Christmas Invasion, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, right. been, that's been there, isn't it, really? Yeah, because they've all left on the last episode of the series, haven't they? And then Yeah, I mean, because Catherine Tate was, was in one, but before her character was a companion. Yeah, that's right. So... I wonder why they've done that. I suppose to make them... I mean, it does make them, in that sense, stand alone. It's easier to write a stand... You, you suspect Christmas specials, they want to be completely standalone stories. Mm. And it makes it easier if you've just got the Doctor meeting new people because you don't then necessarily have to bring in the baggage of previous conversations and previous activities that would come with him and a companion. Yeah, I suppose, you know, you mentioned the Christmas, um, Christmas invasion. That That's a special case because that was actually a regeneration story as well. Yeah. Um, it would have been hard to have done it. Um, without if, the companion. You needed yeah. a, an anchor, didn't you? Yeah. To, to, to what gone And to before. be honest, a lot of people didn't know then quite how people was going to take to a regenerated Doctor. Because a lot of the, the younger audience wouldn't have had that before. No, exactly. And especially... Uh, a regeneration quite so soon as well. Yeah. You know, which was, which, um, yeah, I, I suppose for, for a Christmas special, if you're going to do that, I suppose to have a regeneration story, that's quite a, you know, it's quite a big deal really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but as you say, after that though, as you say, there will be standalone stories. They finish the series arc. Then you've got this one in the middle before they start the next series arc. And they've never, Try to link any of the Christmas specials, have they? No. To tie it into the series. Only, I suppose, only. I suppose the only time they have sort of really done that was with um, the Runaway Bride. It was when he sort of talks about Rose. Yeah. I suppose that's. A, I can't recall any other instances where they've. I'm not. Count, I'm not going to count end of time. No. And they've retrospectively sort of brought them in. Mm. but not as in Donna turning up as a full-scale companion. No, that's right, because whoever's joined the Doctor for that Christmas special hasn't continued travelling with the Doctor. No. Or in Donna's case, not immediately. No. You suspect at the time it was written she, was never, she wasn't going to be a companion, and then things turned out later yeah. on that they decided... Now, actually, I'm beginning to wonder if this will ever come out one day because we, we're talking about like uh, no, it's completely unrelated to the to the uh, the story in hand. But um, reading the writer's tale that my wife got me um, for Christmas when it when it came out what, a couple of years ago, no, two or three years ago now, um, there was another actress cast as the Doctor's companion. It wasn't supposed to be Donna Noble, right? And there was another actress cast, but he doesn't say who it was. In the book, and I'm assuming it was the similar sort of thing that she got paid off, like April Walker did before um, Elizabeth Sladen took over. It may not. It may have been that she, whoever that was, just got a better offer and negotiated her way out. Uh, not reading the book, it's not. All right, okay. No, no, definitely not. No, they they had a. I think they had a, a change of heart when they found out that, that Catherine Tate was interested. Right. So I'd love to know who that was. He, he purposefully doesn't mention her. Her name is crossed out all the time. Yeah. Maybe one day it will come out. 
Mm, yeah, so probably will. Pro- probably have to wait as long as we've had to. What the, the, what the, 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 full, the 40 year official secrets act? That'd be it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway, um, back to the uh, back to the story, uh, or this particular episode. Um, I thought the whether what's, what's the planet actually ever named? Um, I think it might have been right at the beginning when he's doing the speech. I don't know, actually. I don't know. I can't remember. I was going to say... They say it came from Earth, didn't they? Yeah. I was going to say, whatever it was called, it did look really, really good. Yeah. You had this spy thing in the middle controlling the weather, and around it, it did look like Dickensian London. Yeah. You know, so I did did quite quite like the look of that. I thought it it was very well done. No, I don't think there's anything... I can't really think of anything in this to dislike. To be honest, no, I can't. Absolutely nothing. Um, I would like to say how how the hell did they get that shark into one of those freezing freezer pods? Yeah, things. I was going to say it would have had to have been actually in brine, wouldn't it? It would have, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a Damien Hurst exhibition. <laughs> no, it's um. Actually, I was going to say yeah, that yeah, the, the the CGI shark was actually considerably bigger. Than the practical prop they had on on the floor, yeah. That that was the only thing that sort of didn't didn't quite sort of gel out. They just need to make that sort of the CGI shark just a little bit smaller. But then again, they wouldn't have got away with it being its head stuck in the in the uh, door to the cupboard. Yeah. So I suspect somebody yeah was trying to work out dimensions and yeah, that's it. They already made the shark. The actual prop shark. Before I'd worked out the dimensions. So. Yeah, that's it. But no, I did. I did like the idea that that shark must have been very old at the end, though, because he still managed to attract it down with half the sonic screwdriver stuck in its stomach. He's obviously also not got very much of a um, digestive system. system. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe sonic screwdrivers are just particularly difficult to digest. Who knows? They're like tapeworms, perhaps. They just lock on. <laughs> <laughs> Although, didn't he mention it was it was trying to... Um, wasn't it tr- trying to regenerate or something? Um, it was... Yeah, so, what, so I presume what... The, yeah, yeah, but I don't know why. It was trying to... Yeah, trying to Repair- join itself back up, wasn't it? Yeah. But So I'm assuming by that point, then, it... it, it no matter how much the shark try, we're making this up now. Um, yeah, completely yeah, <laughs> no making this up. No, exactly. No, I'm going to stop actually before people realize this is this is the the, the trap that a lot of um, fans fall into. I could write that better, and <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> it's one no, thing. It's one thing I, criticizing, but you you try and put your money where your mouth is. But I think it says a lot. Actually, we're all good with that. But if this is the main area that we're finding to try and find criticism on this, <laughs> and we can't even make that stick. Oh no! Oh no! Um, um, oh, it's, it's not the fact I'm trying to find criticism. I'm just trying to drag this podcast out a bit longer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I say cause it, it was so, you know, it was so good. There's there's not yeah. a lot you can say about it, really. I mean, really, we should have just done this review with just people. Get it out. Watch it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that would have been it, I think, really. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's probably a, a, a fair assumption, actually. I think it is. I think it's a very fair assumption. It's a very, very good story. Um, and an excellent Christmas special. Yeah. I might actually have to start watching it at Christmas, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I definitely won't be watching last year's Christmas special again. No. Um we don't even have to watch it to to review it for this show because we've already done that. So we've already done it, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I shan't be bothering with that one again. This one definitely. Um, you still got the still got the next Doctor though to do, <laughs> and um, the Carly Minogue one as well. Voyage of the Damned. Yeah, that is my least favourite. Yes. Um, I, I... So, so, so don't get too smug at the fact that we don't. <laughs> Well, this is. The, I think we've, we've sort of hit upon an idea of how we're going to do it. We're, we're obviously we're going to work our way backwards um, through the series. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be doing the specials next, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so we're going to kick up. We, we, we were debating whether to start with the next Doctor. Yeah. Or Planet of the Dead, um, but we're going to go by how they're actually sort of re- released. On DVD, and the next Doctor isn't officially classed as one of the specials, is it? No. So I'm just uh, trying to put it off even longer. We are, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're going to include that with our when we get around to doing series four. Yeah, when it will include it there. Um, but, it's bad uh, enough we've got to do the other three besides Waters of Mars. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Um, I, I haven't watched Waters of Mars in a long, long, long time. I'm looking forward to watching that again, actually. Yeah. For people who do a Doctor Who podcast, we're sounding very down on everything at the moment. We are actually, aren't we? Believe it, believe it or not, we are massive fans of the show. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. We're not down it at all. It's, it's just oh. thought, you know, there was some um... reluctantly starting. To yeah, work. yeah, but you never know. Um, we may watch them, and time may have changed our opinions. Yeah. Who know? Which was what? That's what I was saying at the beginning. That's what I was scared about today. I thought. You know, I haven't watched it in over a year. Um, has my opinion changed? Because I, I do remember watching watching it and enjoying it very, very much. And I'm glad yeah. to say I wasn't disappointed. No, I just fully enjoyed it. It's a full, enjoyable hour today watching that. Yeah, same here. Same here. Now, um, do you think we're done on that? I think we are. I think we are. I think we are. Okay, now, talking of um, enjoyability, we, <laughs> we've... Um, we've discussed and um, deliberated over what our next audio commentary will be. Going to be. Yeah. Um, now, I know we said last week we weren't too sure whether we'd be able to actually get our act together this month uh, yeah. for all three of us to uh, get in the same room. But um, no, it looks like we'll, we will be doing it next weekend now. Unfortunately, time has been found. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, unfortunately, time has been found. Paul, would you like to do the honours? And announce what our next audio commentary will be. I don't think there's any honour in this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we've, if, I was going to say if everything go, well, if everything goes to plan, I won't say if everything goes well. Um, yeah. If everything goes to plan, <laughs> it's going to be time and the Rani. Hey, now it's our first McCoy, um, and it's McCoy's first actually. <laughs> yes. um, and I think if Paul had his way, it will be his last. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Now, um, I, I personally feel 
that there's a lot to enjoy in Time of the Rani, but for, <laughs> oh, yes, but for all the wrong feel reasons. Responsible. I could <laughs> burn him. <laughs> well, you um, you you sent me a text last night, didn't you? I yes. said, please do not make me watch that again. <laughs> well, you have to at least watch it once more. Yes. In uh, in 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 mine and Tony's presence, so. It may be the first time I've watched Doctor Who from behind the sofa in years. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Oh, oh, it's. I was about to say it's not that bad, but no, it, it is. <laughs> no, there's no getting away from it. <laughs> no. Um, well, uh, did, did you actually? No, we'll, we'll talk about this next week. Actually, while, yeah. while we're doing the commentary, but yeah, there yeah, is. So, um, there's, no, there's no point. Let's just try and forget about it for another week. <laughs> What are you talking about? I've got to watch it before next Sunday as well. <laughs> oh, no. What was I thinking when I suggested that? Uh, we, we were just saying we haven't done a McCoy before, and I thought it was no. probably a, a, a good place to start because I think it's probably... Um, get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. And I think it's quite a, a, a rich vein uh, to, to mine uh, for, for <laughs> next week's commentary. I really do. So, uh, okay. As I said, um, you know... I think it's, we, we selected it all for the wrong reasons. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're selecting it was the wrong reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor old Sylvester. We have to we have to do a decent one of his. He, he, he got. He got. I don't know. He just said he had a bit of a rum deal there, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, I actually don't blame him. No. This, to be honest. No. Uh, not at all. I blame the people that <laughs> were around it at the time. Yes. Yes, who just basically wrote the bloody thing. So, yes. Okay. So, um, anyway, we, let's leave it on a positive. We both enjoyed, or still enjoyed, A Christmas Carol. Yes. So, um, so until next week, when we will be joined again by Tony. Uh, and we'll Seriously, be... we're going we're gonna to make him watch it. We're well. going to make him watch it. Oh. <laughs> what might be the last of our commentaries? <laughs> well, I, I just want him to cut with some with some facts. <laughs> Just, just to make it interesting. <laughs> but I think I think he's going to have his work cut out next week. I really yes. do. I yes. really do. But uh, okay, then, folks. So until next week, when we we will return with our audio commentary for Time and the Rani. It is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. listen to the Who's He podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's-he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's-he.co.uk and you can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. <laughs>